Welcome to episode 18 of the Bench Press Pod. Per usual, we got the founding fathers in the studio. We've got myself, Bennett Snyder. We've got Wesley, Statman, Minky to my right. Come on. We've got the historian, Cameron Robertson Crob, across from me. How we doing? And we've got producer Timmy to my left. What up, boys? As always, every single podcast in the Bench Press Media family is presented by Max's Meals. Crob, take it away. If you haven't checked it out. What are you doing? Great charity, great cause, great people. Bench press media athlete Max Meyer. Check it out, maxesmeals.org. As always, the Tuesday episodes are going to be our recap. We've got college football and we've got the NFL. We may get a little off topic today, who knows, because college basketball is starting. We may want to hint on that, and I think we're going to get a big announcement from Wes in today's oh, yeah, episode. Late in the episode, for sure. You want to do it late rather than early? I think we should do it early because this is this is big fucking news, Wes. I mean, this this is the part of the show where we update the people, my friend, I, I think, what's going on. I think life. you should drop it right now. All right, I'll drop it right now. On uh, Wednesday's episode around the rank week three, we have Rick Nash, CBJ icon, greatest player of all time. Let's clap it up franchise. for Rick Nash. Yeah. 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 Rick Nash. Yeah. Cap. Coming on for a uh, one-on-one interview with myself. Uh, Tim is in the studio with me helping uh, helping us out, figuring all that logistic-wise. But yeah, big interview for us. Yeah. And I'm not a big hockey guy, but you know, the one thing I would say, I listened to the interview with Rick Nash, his voice. I mean, I'm not so sure you didn't interview Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Identical voices. I don't know how. Rick Nash is from Canada. Aaron I... Rodgers is from California. But regardless... I think the biggest thing with me in the hockey world, and people who have listened around the rink know this, I don't know shit about hockey, but Rick Nash helped oh, me really? out. Oh, really? Rick Nash helped me out a lot. It was a great listen. It's just it interesting because, you know, we mentioned former, former player, captain, arguably the greatest blue jacket of all time, yeah. now in the front office with, with the jackets. So, like I said, with me, not two know, sides. Yeah, with me not knowing a lot about hockey, you really get it all in this interview. I think you did a great job, Wes. Thank you. I also listened to it. Good interview. I don't think he sounds like Aaron Rodgers, but Wes knocked it out of the park. <laughs> he did. Thank you. And uh, Krob, so like we just said, we're updating the people. Our friendship is on the line. <laughs> it, it might end tomorrow. Kentucky versus Duke. We're going to tackle it on Bleed and Blue. That's going to be the recap getting posted on Friday. Might arguably one of the, be one of the biggest days of my life. Very I'm possibly. nervous. Do we want to go ahead and just drop some uh, drop some winning predictions? Because are, are we? Are you guys three one on Duke? Are you guys all Duke? We are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on Duke. You, Tim's yeah, on I'll Duke. A, I'll give you a score prediction for this game. Ready? How do you give a score prediction for basketball, but he can't even shoot because one out? Never, and, you, and you don't know anything about basketball. <laughs> exactly. Ready? I'll give you an even better style line. So I'll go. Duke wins, ninety-one to eighty-four. And Paolo Bancaro. Yeah, Bancaro. We're on that now. That's goes how we... 24 points and 11 rebounds. Crab. Uh Duke 118, UK <laughs> 84. That score oh, might yeah. be familiar to you. That was the score in 2018. Let's run it back, boys. Dick. Dude, was that a nice video I sent you the other day this weekend? I don't I don't watch the shit you send me. Yeah. To so <laughs> update the listeners at home this weekend. I sent Bennett a nice uh, video from my Snapchat ago. memories. Uh, oh, you from did three years that. ago, I it. and it was a nice zoom in of my television of Duke beating the shit out of UK in the Champions Classic, it's much okay, like buddy. they're gonna do uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, he was recording with one hand, then his other hand was down his pants. He oh! was so excited watching that hey, game. Yo. Tim, score prediction. <laughs> uh, I think it's actually gonna be. Close. Thank you. Like I okay, ninety-one, eighty-four. But I'd also it yeah, it is. But I'm I also I think it's not gonna be in the nineties. This is college basketball. Like I'll tell you, one eighteen like, though. Yeah, there's no way I think it goes that high. I'm gonna say Duke seventy-six. Kentucky's defense is not that good, Tim. Kentucky seventy. Yeah, I think it's going to be higher scoring as you well. Know, I see both teams definitely getting in the 80s. I'm obviously going to roll with my cats. Krav, while I'm giving my score prediction, I would love – we know that Duke is one-point favorites. Do we know what the spread on this game is yet? No, I'm going to – Or look, not the spread. Do we know what the over-under for this game is? I will go look it up right you. now. Interesting factoid from the last time we played. Factoid. At halftime, Duke, 95.4% win probability. That jumped up to 99.9 by five minutes into the second half. And – Identical score in both halves, 59-42. Boo-hoo. Cats are winning this one. Oscar Shibwe is going to lock down the paint. Let me tell you. 148 and a half. 
140. Oh, That'd so they need both 74. Teams, both teams getting to 75. 75 would hit it. Yeah. I like the Cats in this one. Both teams are getting in the 80s. I'll go Cats 86, Duke 81. Close game. I like it. I'm excited for it. Truly, Man, truly I'll excited. Tell you what, I'll give you a little, little listen here for the listeners. I don't, watch, listen. I don't watch a lot of college basketball, but the, the build-up for this game has been astronomical by Bennett and Krob, so I cannot wait to sit down and watch this game with these two. I would like to know. We're playing in Duke North, MSG. Home uh, court. Also, if for some reason one of these two isn't on the podcast we, going forward, we killed each other. Don't l- don't be Athens surprised. County Police Department. It was not Cameron Robertson or Bennett Snyder. Yeah, no, it was not. It was not. Speaking of Kentucky, tough loss this week in football. Yeah, gosh, felt bad for you. Man. I don't know if that's the way you wanted to describe 600 it. Six hundred total yards by the offense, and we lose that game. That's ridiculous. Levis actually played really well. Wandale know, played really well. We lose to Tennessee 45-42. Congrats, Brad Foley. I think Wandale played <laughs> better than a little well, personally. Uh, I saw an interesting stat. Tennessee, six scoring drives. One of them lasted longer than a minute. They had five scoring drives that were less than a minute long. Whew. Hey, lasting long great. Lasting long's overrated. Yep. Some would say. <laughs> If that's how you you want to approach it, my friend, take it it away. But thanks. I was was pretty proud of that one. But (laughs) another close game in the SEC, Alabama was 27.5-point favorites, and they win that game by six points. And that was at home against LSU, too. Wes, what do we think about that one? I'll tell you what. I I don't even know what to think about Alabama anymore. They're inconsistent every week. They blow someone out, and they play really close, or they even lose to Texas A&M. I just don't know how much that's going to be valued when the committee comes out with their uh, rankings on Tuesday night. But I'll tell you what, Alabama won the game, and that's all that really matters, obviously, because the SEC is tough, and anyone in that division can play anybody tough. So I will give Alabama the benefit of the doubt. They won the game, but should not have been that close. Honestly, just tons of close games all around the weekend. Krob, Oregon, 26-16 over Washington. We talked about how that one could be closer than... Uh, some people expected it well, was close. And Washington did have an early lead, but, I mean, good Lord, throw everything in that game out of the window. It was pouring. Mm-hmm. It was pouring in Washington. Travis Dye for Oregon had almost 30 carries, over 200 yards on the ground. It was just a run game because you can't throw the ball in that rain. I watched most of it. It was gross football, to be honest. Very gross. But nobody in this, nobody in the NCAA is consistent outside of Georgia. Like, not a single yeah, no, team is not. consistent outside of Georgia, except Purdue against top five teams at home. Exactly. I was just about to go at Tim. We've been on, everyone in this podcast has been on that Michigan and Michigan State are frauds. Well, Purdue picks up their second top five win of the year at home against Michigan State. And I wouldn't want to be playing this Purdue team next week. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I would. Aiden O'Connell was slinging the rock around. 536 passing yards, three touchdowns. And it's not like they even shut Kenneth Walker down 136 yards in a tud. But they're in Michigan State just is poverty. Michigan is also poverty. Purdue is the best team in the country, I think, <laughs> at this point. They they I mean it, they it's honestly I mean, outside of Georgia, you may be right. Purdue's yeah. definitely jumping into the top twenty five after their second top five win. But Wes, staying in the Big Ten, another close game, dude. What what was going on with Ohio State this weekend? Only winning by nine, twenty six to seventeen at Nebraska. Yeah, offense looked good up until they got into the red zone and somehow they couldn't punch it in a lot. Uh, CJ Stroud looked decent, 405 yards, two touchdowns. Jackson Smith and Jigba, record-breaking day, 15 receptions, most in school history, 240 I ne- yards. I had never even heard of the guy. Uh, yeah, that was so the he's dude. A, he was the third leg of basically like the trio this year of Olave, Garrett Wilson, that and was, then Jackson That Smith was also the dude that I forget what game it was last year that made a One ridiculous leg. catch yeah. in the end zone. Yeah, That was so, the only notori- notoriety-worth play he made like, last year. I believe, the, I believe the word you're looking for was notorious. Okay, well, notorious would imply that it's, it was a bad play. Well, anyways, Ohio State picks up the win, though. Um, Nebraska's I don't know, not, Cap's not good. Nebraska's not an easy place to play, but like we said, Nebraska's played every single team they've played against this year tight. And so I don't... Ohio State is the biggest win I think they've uh, went against all year. They played Michigan tight. They played Michigan State tight. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, they kept within a one-score game. They've, all these games were close. They've kept every top-ten team they've played this year within a one-score Well, they game. have kept it close. And Ohio State's yeah. the only team to beat them by more than one score. So um, I'm not mad about a nine-point win in Nebraska, but I wish it would have been a lot bigger. Yeah. I think it's funny that we talked about these two games in a row because Purdue's coming in Columbus. That's what. That's why weekend. I just said that I wouldn't yeah. want— Is this the first game that Ohio State's played Purdue with big stakes since Tyler Trent? 
Um, I mean, probably, but I mean, Rondell Moore lit him up and upset Ohio State. Well, that was the Tyler Trank. Game. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Rondell Moore, David question. Bell. Yeah, David <laughs> Bell went off last week. Well, because it's not like Purdue has to be at home because they kicked Iowa shit in Right, Iowa. but the week after they beat someone big, how have they played? Yeah, they played Wisconsin, though. Wisconsin's right. pretty good defensively. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't wager to say Ohio State's I mean, Ohio State's gotten a lot better defensively. I would say Michigan State's better. better defensively than I mean, Ohio honestly, State. this was just an insane week of college football. It was. They were great match. Krob, your pokes, they get a win 24-3, to but the Baylor Bears, who are only a one-loss team in that Big 12, Gosh, they go on the road and lose to TCU right after Patterson is fired. Or I guess they agreed to mutually part ways there. Krav just took a super cute well, Snapchat. Well, do you know, do you right know there. why Baylor lost? <laughs> why they lose? Book of what Trent took the Bears minus seven. Well, there it is. That's Talk all about the fate. We can move on. And yeah. the fact that Chandler Moore threw a 461 yards. I would like to take a victory lap. I was on the Aggies to beat Auburn pretty I was just about 20. to go there. I was the only one who went with Auburn. I was riding them hot. But, or Tim, did you go with Auburn too? I went with Auburn. Gosh, and they let us they let us down three points in the first quarter, then shut out in the last three. I Arkansas st- upsets Mississippi State. I'll still I will still find you and give you a nice smooch Smoke Monday. I still love you. Yeah, we do. We are big on Smoke Monday. Illinois upsets Minnesota right after Minnesota moves into the top twenty five. That was I mean, and honestly, North Carolina beats Wake Forest. I was that was I was gonna save that for last because yeah. I am still in on Sam Hartman. I still think he needs to be in this Heisman contention. In a loss, he throws for four hundred yards and five touchdowns. I mean, the this Wake Forest team is gonna make a good bowl game. I'd say safely now that they are out of the college football playoff contention. But I mean, North Carolina, we said they needed a win like this. Right. Um I mean the fact that it came against Wake Forest was their top 10 win is a little ridiculous. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'm all in on Sam Hartman. I'll oh. tell you who I'm not all in on anymore, and I'm going to be the one to say it. It's Cincinnati. They cannot be playing these close of games against I mean, AAC they, competition. They arguably should have lost that game. I mean, right. Tulsa I had the ball. Got to be able to blow these teams out. On the one-yard line with a minute left, and they got stuffed four straight times. That's very scary. I'm I, sick and tired of valuing other teams' close wins and not valuing UC's close wins. End of the day, UC's it's winning. Fair. I don't give a That's fuck fair. who they play. That's fair. I don't. They are a winning win games. A win. They are a top five team in the country. The only other time they've lost in the past two years was against Georgia, and they should have won that game too. Not saying Georgia was a great team last year, but they were a very, very good team. Right. That was a top ten matchup. Oh and no, they, the, were, what the they were really bowl. good. They're not. They weren't number one. Yeah, that was, yes, Peach was the Peach Bowl. Yeah. They lost on a fifty-yard field goal as time I mean, expired. That's a New Year's Six Bowl. I guess. Yeah. Do I big. think? Do I think UC needs to get more consistent before they get into the college football playoff? Which they will. I'm well, manifesting it. UC will get into the college football playoff this year. <laughs> um, they've just got a lot they need to figure out, and it really relies on. Desmond Ritter being more consistent, and also is uh, Jerome Ford. I was just about to say, and, yeah, Jerome Ford hurt his ankle in this one. Yeah. Um, luckily, I don't think UC has too many tough ones coming up. I know they get Houston's. Yeah, they, they get SMU. They've get they get uh, Southern Florida, who is horrendous, and then SMU. and then they get SMU. So well, since I just got to, they have to stop shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, like Ritter will throw a beautiful pass down the field for like thirty yards and it'll bounce off a receiver's hands. Like I saw that way too many times this week. And Wes, I Tulsa and. Uh, Ohio State played earlier in the year. Tulsa I, kept it close for a while. Yeah. So yeah. and like and this Tulsa team was a top twenty-five team last year. Let's not right. forget that they were all over top twenty-five. Had a great year. They're in the AAC championship. Yeah, that against was against that UC. was UC's biggest win last year. So um, I mean, obviously they aren't having a great year three and six, but I'm not gonna let other people shit on their close game um, and not talk about some of these other teams' close games. We'll put it that. Yeah. I mean, I I agree with you. Tulsa played Ohio State really close in Columbus which was a good game. Ohio State pulled away late. I just feel like Cincinnati, I, we always say, the committee's going to be hesitant to put a non-Power 5 team in. And for Cincinnati to really prove their dominance and to prove that they are worthy of a top-four selection, they need to be able to blow teams out. I agree, a win is a win throughout all of college football. It's hard to win games, but you need to be able to blow teams out when you're expected to blow teams out. And here's the one um, thing before we finish. What was Crop? I was. Just, yeah, what was that? That? I was. <laughs> why does Alabama? Yeah, why are we moaning, Crop? Why does Why does Alabama play New Mexico State next week? Uh, For because, fun? Yeah, because the, the SEC has won a non. No, but it's week. it's not that week. Everyone else like Mississippi State, Auburn play, Georgia, Tennessee play. Like, really? Because I know Texas A&M. That's why I'm confused. It's just a one off. Like well, UK Alabama. has UK has two left, I think, because they get Louisville and then they play someone really horrendous. Yeah. UK I think, gets Vandy next week. Like, it's do they have two non conference coming up? Because they obviously. 
probably. get Louisville, but I thought they had one other scrub well, team. Well, wasn't it because they get New Mexico State the week after? Yeah, isn't it because uh-huh. isn't it because the so SEC stupid. plays like one week earlier than most yeah. teams do? For, they start like, conference, conference games. Yeah, but so here's what later. I'll say: UC, whether they only won by eight or not, they got so a stupid. ton of help this weekend. Wake Forest not yeah. making the college football playoff. I can safely say this Michigan State team is not making the college football playoff. Alabama. That team going up against Georgia is not going to win. So I am. If UC wins their conference and Alabama finishes with two losses, I don't care if they I think lose. Your biggest worry is going to be Oklahoma. I mean, yeah, That's but it. even then, I would still say I don't look at this Oregon team as one is consistent enough to make the football playoff. Right. So if I was giving you a top four right now, I would say it probably goes Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, UC. That would be my four right now. If you ask me for a prediction on what the final four is, that is my final four. Interesting. I'd probably go Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and I feel like Alabama wins out, loses an SEC championship game. I'm not sure they drop. Dude, I'm out. telling you, animosity would be. I know it would be rise. I know it would be, but I feel like the I feel like the committee is they don't want to leave Alabama out because they are a very skilled team and they know they have to play Georgia again. And they, I feel like they're almost accounting for a loss. There's Why, no there, way there's they no would do two weeks in a row of, of Alabama. Alabama playing Georgia. Correct. If it's a, no if it's, okay, I'll put it this way. If it's a close game, it's more likely. No if, way. If Alabama-Georgia is a close game in the SEC championship, it's more likely that happens. I don't think it will My be. thing is, is like everyone's like, oh, we can't put UC and they're going to get blown out. Like Oklahoma don't makes it every makes it every year and they just get yeah they get blown out there have been plenty of teams to make the college yeah, ohio, ohio, ohio state got, got blank 31 nothing like yeah. let's not michigan, michigan state, state got their ass kicked i yeah. would say ohio, that you know that ohio state got blanked i did not want them in the playoffs yeah they, they did not deserve it yeah, yeah, let's not let's not they got act it because like, of name it's true yeah, let's be. not act like uc is going to go in there and get get dominated like and that's not going to be something different. The first round, how many good games have there really been? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to Ohio be State Clemson was. All, it's been a good game the last couple of years, but Notre Dame got that, destroyed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen a team who can even compete with Georgia yet. So. No. Yeah. I don't think it matters. Georgia is clearly the best team in the country. And then, and if some people, obviously, ratings always gets talked about with the college football playoff. I think ESPN kind of just proved it to themselves last week. That UC football fan base will fucking show out no yeah, matter what. Big time. I mean that they that literally game day was packed. They literally said that was the most crowded game day they've had in a while. I know Friday definitely yeah. was the pre. But there's like aerial photos of Georgia's Which, uh, game day and versus UC. UC's. Yeah, and it's like Georgia's the number one team in the country. It's a huge fan base, and UC smashed that out of the park game day wise. Yeah, so I mean, I think you got to leave ratings out. Um, but yeah, I'm I can safely say Michigan and Michigan State out for me. I agree. Wake Forest out. Um, uh, only way Michigan gets in if they beat Ohio State and then they win the Big Ten championship, then they're in my books. Like the Big Ten, the Big whoever has, the Big Ten champion is is going to get in. That only happens if Ohio State beats Michigan State because Michigan State needs to lose their tiebreaker somehow. They've already beaten Michigan one on one. I'll tell you what, it gets real interesting if the Big Ten <coughs> champion is a two loss team. Very yeah. interesting. Real interesting because I don't even know if they get in then. Right. Oh no way! There, I don't think there's a only, scenario. Only in which two loss team a two with a chance is okay. So then I'm saying that. Say you have a two-loss Big Ten champion. Uh, Big Ten champion does a two-loss non-SEC champion Alabama get in? Uh, no, I'm the I am the biggest believer in keep or, a two-loss team out. At Oregon, Ohio. Oregon or okay. Oklahoma gets in over them. Yeah. I think UC gets in over a two-loss Alabama. A one-loss non-champion Ohio State gets in over Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. The only way that there can be a two-loss Big Ten champion is if Michigan State were to beat Ohio State, Michigan beats Ohio State. No, there I don't think there's any scenario in which there's a two loss Big Ten champion running it through my head right now. What if okay so if Michigan State wins No if, Wisconsin if Wisconsin is gonna end yeah, up in Wisconsin can gonna win come, the Big gonna Ten come out of the I know, West. No, no, I know, but the, I don't think there can be an East. He's an East well, the West with, there's no chance for anybody but a two loss team. Okay, so the what East, happens I don't think there's a chance that a team comes the into East, the Big you have Ten one title loss, with Michigan, two Michigan loss. State and Ohio State right I'm now. talking about the East was Wisconsin obviously yes will have I'm talking about teams right now that have one loss okay, in Michigan but, State Ohio State Michigan but speaking there's honestly, no way speaking honestly there's no chance that a that the, a team from the East in the Big 10 does not win I don't know Wisconsin's Wisconsin playing good weirdly football weirdly good they're playing Wisconsin's playing good football I can't believe right in them yet I like I'll wait I'll oh wait I'm I can't believe in them either but it seems like they're playing really good football right now oh, fair. regardless let's move on we could talk about this forever um let's get to NFL overreactions Kind of a crazy week. We had five underdogs in the one o'clock slate. Uh, 
win their games respectfully. Like the teams like the Jaguars, we're going to get into the Manning curse, obviously. <laughs> Holy God. Crop, do you want to go ahead before I just said we were going to do overreactions, but do you want to go ahead and say the boys' records? Don't, yeah. don't walk us through every game, but maybe just give us some records um. and uh, good <laughs> picks, bad picks. Uh, safe to say this might be the worst week yet. Oh, absolutely. Um, Bennett, you got a guess on what your record was? How many games were even fucking played this week? So far, 13. The 14th is okay. uh, Bears-Steelers, which obviously 13. filming this on a Monday. Me, I, I went 5-8. and eight. Uh, Right on the money, you went 5-8. and eight. You actually, your best pick was Falcons-Saints. You took the Falcons. Nice. Other than that, you took the uh, all the other four games you won, you took the favorite. Wes, you got a prediction on your record? We're going 4-9. 2-11. Wow. Wes's two wins were Dolphins. The, the Dolphins, which we four, which we 4 owed, and the, <laughs> the Cardinals. He took the Eagles against the Chargers. He took the Vikings I've against never the taken Ravens. Upsets. He took the Panthers against the Bro, Pats, you took a the ton Raiders. Of, you took a ton of upsets, and this is the most upsets no, that no, 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 happened. No, no, no. He didn't take a bunch of upsets. He took These are the upsets he took. He took the Jets. He took... How the, the fuck did you take the Jets? He took over the, the Colts? Panthers and he took the Vikings and the Eagles Please and the Pack White. <laughs> Tim, you T- got a prediction Tim on your record? Tim went over 500. Let's see, are there 13 right now? 13. Seven, seven and six? Tim was seven and six. Timmy! Tim's best picks. Yeah, a round of applause for Tim. Thank you. Tim's best picks uh, Falcons against the Saints and Chiefs against the Packers. How, yeah, how we yeah, let you go three one on that? I don't know. Yeah, what is wrong? We'll with get you guys? into that. Crab, so what'd you go five and eight as well? Uh, I went six and seven. Nice. Actually, my best pick uh, was Pats against the Panthers and Giants against the Raiders. No, that was we filmed one. pre-Rogers COVID, wasn't it? No, no, nope. we, no, we did not. Dang it! Because we all went. <laughs> oh my, Jordan Love. And then we four zero the Steelers. So Wes is either going two and twelve or three and eleven. Tim's either <laughs> going se- eight or six or seven or seven. I'm either going seven. Or Tim's either going eight and six or seven and seven. I'm either going six and eight or seven and seven. Bennett's either going six and eight or five and nine. Wow, wow, we won. Not, not a great week for the boys. We may just have to mute Wes's mic no. while we start going to NFL analysts right here. Regardless, let's get to overreactions. Does anyone want to start? I'll start. You go for it, buddy. You know, I'm hitting the theme with my overreactions recently. It has everything to do with that team down there in Nashville, Tennessee Titans. This may not be an overreaction but it's certainly something that is a reaction to sunday Night football the tennessee titans are the best team in the national football league my friends they're the best team gonna have to disagree derrick henry no derrick henry the yeah. best team here's what i'll say very fair take right now yeah they are playing like the best team in the national football league which well, is why i agree with you the best team i'm not sure when push comes to shove they are like just think of how nasty his the team best football Just think team. of how nasty his team's gonna be if Derrick Henry's able to come back before the playoffs. Like, would you want to go up against them? Oh no, absolutely Hell no. And I, they just, just took like the Rams. Said, in, just I thought the Rams were the best team in the league. They just went into mm-hmm. SoFi and beat the shit out of them. Yeah, like the game was never even in relative doubt. No, and it wasn't because of the offense. Adrian Peterson defense. scored a yeah. touchdown. Ryan Tannehill did what he needed to do. He ran for a touchdown. Yeah, obviously we're gonna recap that, but I mean. Um, and that's e- say, I don't even think in, so yet. This even a day where Robert Woods was two yards away from 100 and Cooper Cup was five yards away from 100 receiving. Like the, Hottest the team offense in the league, for yes. the Rams wasn't bad. Like It wasn't bad by any means besides the turnovers. Hottest team in the league, yes. Best team, I'd say no. Wes, going to you. Start it. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't really care. This is an overreaction for a reason. Miami Dolphins are going to go 10-7 and seven and make the playoffs. Oh, yeah, buddy. Do we know where the mute button is? All right. Tim, going over to you now. Just play what? the wah, wah, wah. <laughs> where is that one? <laughs> uh, tell me one reason why you think that's going to happen. Miami Dolphins defense is finally blitzing again. That's hey, all that matters. We're gonna we're gonna. Well, they can bring on... pressure. Hey, Jacoby Br- Edge. Jacoby Brisket had a nice game. No, he didn't. <laughs> hey, he was no, the he leading passer. Hey, Miles Gaskin had one hell of a game. Twenty carries for thirty-four yards. <laughs> we don't have an offensive line. That's incredible. Did you see what happened? Uh, a stat came out. I'll give you a little stat real quick. Uh, one. Miami Dolphins offensive line has allowed 41 more pressures than the next I closest team, that, Carolina Panthers. They're on pace to uh, break the oh, 2015 by Chargers hey, by 10. Would you like by a lot? Hey, you know, Ben, we kind of need to shut the fuck up, dude. Our team stunk. Yeah, how about that? Miami Dolphins are probably like, the only team to win out of our. Oh, well, the Steelers right are going to win. Yeah, all right. So. My overreaction. The Bears. Let's go. Let's let Tim talk here. Jalen Hurts. Oh, is an NFL starting quarterback 
but he cannot stay on the Eagles any longer if Nick Sirianni is the coach. Nick how much? Sir. How much did Max Meyer pay you to say that? Nick? Zero dollars and zero no, cents. No, weirdly, I agree with him in a way. Like I think that Jalen Hurts is a pretty good quarterback, and he does a lot of things really well. I just think that he can't be the guy if well, no if one Nick can play for that Eagles team right now. To be honest, well, I mean, I just don't think that Nick Sirianni is a good coach. I think he's a complete idiot. Yeah, and you can't if so if he's there, then Jalen Hurts can't be there. But I think that. <laughs> He could be someone like in Atlanta as targeting because I think they want to move on from Matty Ice, even though he's been playing well recently. He's just old. Yeah, They've got really a young well team. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little offseason trade. Look for uh, uh, Jalen Hurts to the Falcons. Credit Bench Press Media when it happens. Could be interesting. Listen, there were I was watching the end of that game. There were a couple throws that I said, wow, Hurts made a lot of good plays on. Here's where I'm going to agree with you with he's got to get out of Sirianni's system. I don't know if he is RPO. I, he's clearly a dual threat quarterback. I don't know if he's RPO oriented like maybe a guy like Tua is. Because there were a couple plays where I just saw he made, he made the complete wrong read and had Dallas Goddard in the flats or maybe uh, Devontae Smith streaking. And he's just not to the point where he can make these decisions. Can he make plays with his feet? Yes. Krob. I weirdly think that he would work really well in Carolina. Like in that Joe Brady offense. Honestly, I mean, with all the weapons that are down there that Sam Darnold clearly can't take advantage of, like, mm-hmm. that's what PJ Walker stinks. For. He yeah, is honestly, so bad. toss PJ Walker out there. What has he ever well, shown that's Darnold's negative? hurt anyway? So he's Walker hurt every might, week. Yeah. He's bad. Walker man. might start, but um, I just don't know if this is the year where they're going to move on from Hurts. If he just keeps playing the way he's playing, he's going to be fine in Philly for the time being. Maybe. And they've got three first-round picks, so they're going to try yeah. and build around. They need to get rid of Sirianni. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not a Hurts issue. It's more mm-hmm. of an Eagles management and Two in the top ten. Siri- yeah, Sirianni issue. So we'll see what happens there. Bennett, what's your overreaction? This New England Patriots team is not only going to make the playoffs— they're gonna win a playoff game too. I'm not. I'm not necessarily sure where it's gonna be. They're probably gonna be in the wild card because I think the Bills are gonna figure it out. They're gonna win the division. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just in on this Patriots team. It just seems like Bill Belichick's gonna always find a way to have a good team. Mac Jones has. I proven- heard Gator rolling people. What'd you say? Hey, Mac Jones. He thought he had yeah. the ball. I yeah. mean, it's I mean, awesome. Mac Jones is just proving a lot to me. It's clearly. Um, I mean, he is c- firmly in the run for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Jamar Chase. But uh, I'm just in on this Patriots team. Uh, my favorite side about the Patriots: five and four overall, four and zero on the road. Yeah, and I mean that is just, and you don't ever see that because no, not with the Pats. Yeah, Gillette Field is supposed to be one of the hardest places Stadium. to play in. Yeah. Let's just think, not with they, the Pats. They get one more game. They haven't played the Jets twice, have they? Uh, I've played the Dolphins uh, twice yet. Either. Yeah, they, they played they, the Jets the they first lost time. The Dolphins they played they did. the Jets are their only win in at New home. England. The New England's only win at home right now is the Jets. Because they lost to Oh, no, they Dolphins have played the Jets twice. No, lost they played the Jets once. They played oh, really? the Jets once. They lost to the Dolphins at home by one. Lost oh, yeah. this. oh, no, they have played the Jets twice. Yeah. My bad. Okay, but regardless, my number, my match number for playoff has always been nine wins. I think it'll be enough to get you into the playoffs. Yeah, in the AFC, for sure. I think that this New England Patriots team can rattle off four more wins, including one against the Miami Dolphins. They, nope. can, they can figure out Not three more. Not in Miami. They can figure out three more. Let's start going into recap. Not in Miami. My we got friend. we got to start with Thursday night football. Wes, any reason why you wanted to take the Jets in this one? I I was a firm believer that Mike White looked good in the system, and he he did. I mean, he really did. Like for the first what was it quarter? I think he played before he got hurt. He played he two played drives. Re- yeah. yeah, he played really well. Like he looked really good in that offense. The offense is moving the ball, and then he leaves, and they slow down. And I don't know, man. Josh Johnson looks obviously better than uh, uh, what's his name Zach Wilson did. So maybe anyone can play in that system except for Zach Wilson. I mean, Josh Johnson just had the garbage time game of his oh, yeah. life. Yeah, made his stats look really good. Mm-hmm. Garbage time game of his life, but the story in this one has to be Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Fastest run of the year. I mean, guy went nuts. He also has the three longest plays by a running back, the two longest rushes and the longest reception by a running back this year. Guy All went nuts. Are held to Jonathan Taylor. Looking at the Jets, though, I was happy to see Elijah Moore get going. I was a firm Elijah Moore believer um, coming out of – Ole Miss obviously got a lot of big hype, fell to the second round, but um, it seems like he is the wide receiver, him or Jamison Crowder. Denzel Mims is on the outs there. Um, and honestly, that running back tandem of Ty Johnson and Michael Carter is looking like... Not been bad. Yeah, it's very looking like Two really good one. receiving running backs there. Yeah. If you like offense, this was the game for you. Over 1,000 total yards. The Colts uh, pushed the over by themselves. It was a very good offensive game yeah. all around. I mean, and Mike White 
earned himself a job in the NFL for at least oh, the next yeah. three or like four years. Like we said, years. that injury could have been probably one of the best things for his uh, Yeah, he's going to get a very solid contract. It's I'm, I mean, he's, what, a sixth-round pick, so he's going to stick around in the Jets for like two more years and he'll be a free agent. He'll find somewhere. Here's, here's the unfortunate part for old Mike White. Uh, they get the Bills next week. Bob Sala did come out and said, uh, unless Zach Wilson is yeah. absolutely 100%, Mike White's getting the start. So... He's gonna have to go play the Bills. Regardless, well, the Bob just beat him. So Bob yeah, well, Sala has earned they scored plenty points. of years with the Jets. Now I can safely oh, say big that. absolutely two wins against the Titans and the Bengals. I mean, and he's competing. I mean, they're down forty-two to ten, but they're producing such a young something team. on the field. Such a young team, and it seems like they like to play with Bob Sala. Last person I want to talk about in this one, Carson Wentz looks like he's finally playing like he used to with the Eagles. MVP Wentz. I'm not sure if I'm ready to say MVP Wentz, but. Um, he still has his Carl Wentz moments. I friends. think I think this Colts team has a very good shot at making the playoffs. So let's move into Sunday. I don't want to talk about this game. Krav, do you just want to knock ours two out one and one? We're the only two people to talk about it. Let's yeah. move the hell on. Hey, I mean, let's start with yours. I mean, I was there. I watched the product. Boots on, on the, the ground. Boots on the ground. It was awful. Um, I knew we were in trouble after we drove all the way down the field and Burrow threw a pick six. That hurt. He left that ball inside. Denzel Ward, great corner. Um, yeah, it left his hands. I knew that yeah. it was picked. I, I mean, mean, it was so inside. We weren't winning 50-50 balls. Defense wasn't stopping anyone. I Nick think my, Chubb ran wherever he yeah, wanted. Yeah, I think my dad said we looked like Swiss cheese, so uh, I don't disagree. You get stuffed on fourth down. Peoples-Jones runs right down the gut for 60 yards for yeah. a touchdown. Like, so, I mean, come on. I mean, at the end of the day, it looks like this Browns team, um, some people were wondering how they were going to look now that Odell was gone, like that locker room-wise. It seems like they got it figured out, and Baker played really well, so happy for him, I guess. Um, but, Krav, your Cowboys, man. Yeah, hoof, awful. I mean, there's only garbage time. Nothing better to say here than um, <laughs> the defense got pushed around all day. That needs to be rectified because the Broncos' offense is not good. Uh, they did what the Cowboys struggle with, which is ran, 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 and then when the Cowboys readjust to the run, you gash the pass, and uh, that hurt. The offense did not get going at all. I'm not even going to use the injury excuses with Zeke getting hurt mid-game, Dak having a calf injury, like. The little naggy injuries can't be an excuse to get your ass kicked. Carl, I got a question. Who is Malik Turner? No idea, but thank you for the two touchdowns. You salvaged a little bit of our pride. Two touchdowns. I mean, the Cowboys were down 30 to nothing in this yeah. one. Yeah. Big time. Uh, Big time aware of Trayvon that. Trayvon Diggs still a lead after this one? Oh, I mean, he's still a very good corner. He had a pick, got called back. That hurts. I think I'm willing to say he's a playmaker. I don't know if I'm willing to say elite corner. He is an elite playmaker, and I think that's fine. I don't Ballhawk. Think- Ballhawk. Uh no not ball hawk um I mean he is just a playmaker he's gonna he's gonna get burnt sometimes that's fine but uh he's also gonna go out there and get an interception like I said the so. Broncos had an incredible game plan because the Cowboys would have to readjust to Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon running all over them mm-hmm. and then that opens the middle of the field so much for a very good actual receiver core there in Denver Wes let's get going to you probably the worst NFL game of the year. But the Miami Dolphins won it. So uh, great game to watch. <laughs> Very fun to watch. Uh, yeah, Miami Dolphins finally get back in the win column. Two and seven on the road to ten and seven. Uh, how many turnovers were in this game, Wes? Uh, I believe there's nine. Um, yeah. I mean, that's just a sign of two great football teams, two yeah. great offenses. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett played really bad. Um, yeah, but we nine got away. turnovers. Yeah, we got away with it though. Um, because our defense is just unbelievable. Dolphins, like I said, this is my reasoning for why I think Dolphins can turn around. I'm not honestly thinking they're going to go 10-7. Maybe, Liar. Maybe like a 5-12, and 12, something to get you out of the top 10. Um, but the Dolphins' defense is blitzing more, and Josh Boyer finally is getting more blitzes and bringing down the safeties. Brandon Jones off the edge looks really good. Nick Neem off the edge looked good. And it gives you chances for your playmakers in the, in the secondary to have to make quick plays on the ball. And Javon Holland looked really good early. He looked really good throughout the whole game. Eric Rowe punches out a fumble late. Like the Dolphins defense played like the Dolphins defense was expected to be this year. And Texans couldn't execute. And that's all it really took. Uh, I mean, the fact that there was nine turnovers in this game and Davis Mills wasn't the starting quarterback <laughs> for the Texans, that's impressive. Do you yeah, guys, Tyrod looked like he hadn't played football in a Do while. you guys want to yeah. hear the drives in the second half of this football game? No, because we got to get moving in this I, game. Can doesn't... I just go through them pr- really quickly, please? Interception, interception, punt, punt, field goal, fumble, punt, punt, fumble, punt, end of game. That's a bad NFL That's game. Horrific. Let's move Great on. NFL game. Tim, the Falcons, we've, we've talked about it a little bit. Matt Ryan played really well in this one. 
Alvin Kamara only runs the football 13 times against the Falcons defense, who we do not respect at all. Um, I mean, the Saints scored 22 of their 25 in the fourth quarter. Um, seemed like it was just too little too late. Then Young Hoku with the game winner. Are the Falcons maybe a sneaky playoff team? Yes, I think that they are a bet. I think they're better than the Panthers. Um, oh, I'm yeah. Even though they yeah, did just lose to the Panthers, I, I don't care. They are better. I think they're a better football team than the Panthers. It seems like Arthur Smith now that he's got his legs under him is calling good NFL games uh, as a head coach. And Kyle Pitts is electric. Cordell Patterson is gonna get a bag from someone because he is just so special what he does running the ball catching the ball has 126 receiving yards was also running the ball off six catches and he only had six targets yeah so every single target he's one efficient human being uh the saints without jimmy at wednesday out there looked like they were hurting you can't run the ball only 13 times with alvin kamara that just doesn't happen have to run the ball more with him. Yeah, and I get that Mark Ingram's back in that backfield, but Alvin Kamara under 20 touches is but not Alvin Kamara is and disgusting. Mark Ingram are not interchangeable. Like, Alvin is much, much better yeah, than Mark. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know what Sean Payton was smoking before yeah, the game. But... Trevor Simeon can't throw the ball 41 times. Mike yeah, Davis had no. nine carries for 13 yards. And Mike, Patterson yeah. had nine for 10. So it wasn't like the Saints defense was doing anything terrible. They were just getting shredded in the passing game. Yeah. yeah. No, they're very good against the run. Very stingy. Yeah, and I mean, that Saints defense just shut down Tom Brady. So I don't know what the – maybe get some consistency, Saints. Crop, coming over to you. You rolled with the Giants this week. I told you, man. Dan Dimes. They win weird games like this. I just, I knew it. And speaking with this Raiders team, I mean, uh, Wes, former Ohio State Buckeye. Damon Arnett. Damon Arnett. Did you see the video? Dude looked like he had a Call of Duty class in his hands. Yeah, he's gone. And uh, apparently it all rooted from all before his first year in the NFL. Like in the first month of him joining the Raiders, crashed four rental cars in one month. I mean, how the hell is that possible? How do you still have a license? Why are you renting that many cars? One, maybe buy one. Also, like... He's being smart with his money. What he is, knew this was going to happen. Uh, what is up with uh, Raiders rookies driving cars? Maybe Raiders... Ryan Edwards is... They had five... Yeah, he's the last they one. They had five picks in the top 100 in that draft class. Brian Edwards is the only one who remains on that team. Yeah, Damon Arnett gone. Henry Ruggs gone. Lynn Bowden traded. Lynn Bowden put some respect. It was Tanner Muse from Tanner uh, Muse Clemson. was released. Yeah, yeah. just cut him. So Miami Dolphin, Lynn Bowden. <laughs> yeah, put some respect on Lynn Bowden. He never he's in the IR this year. Damn, hurts. Yeah. Hurts. But Krob, clapping it up for you, Giants. Can't figure him out. Hey, shout out Xavier McKinney. Big he, pick six. He did Alabama get a pick guy. six. I wanted him. Yeah, I wanted the Cowboys pick. to draft him last year. Didn't you, get him. You know who else got a pick six? J.C. Jackson. We've already talked about this Patriots team a little bit. Wes, you, you pay close attention with them because the Dolphins are in the same division as them. Was this game more the Panthers and Sam Darnold suck, or was it more the Patriots are maybe as good as people are saying they are? I think it's just game plan. Like Bill Belichick showed how great of a coach he is. I think the Panthers are much more skilled than the Patriots are, but the Patriots find ways to win these games. And... That's just a sign of a great coach. Bill Belichick's done this for years and years and years. He can shut you down defensively. He knows how Sam Darnold's played over the years because they've played for the Jets prior to being on the Panthers. And Belichick saw him two times a year. So the Patriots do a good job shutting down good quarter or shutting down young quarterbacks. And the Panthers offense just couldn't get going. McCaffrey couldn't get going very early. Um, yeah, Patriots had a good game plan. Crop, you're a DJ Moore truther, and you said Moore plays really well and McCaffrey is back. He didn't have a great game. Three catches on seven targets, only 32 yards. Was this more Sam Darnold's fault? Was it J.C. Jackson being over him a lot in this game? Yeah, no, what was it? This is Sam Darnold's fault. J.C. Jackson wasn't actually on D.J. Moore, like, majority of the game. He actually had a good mix between D.J. Moore and Robbie Anderson. Like, that pick six came courtesy of uh, guarding Robbie Anderson. This is all on Sam Darnold. The man threw 33 passes. He couldn't even complete 50% of them. He threw three picks. The leading receiver was McCaffrey out of the backfield with a mere 54 yards. Like, this was just a horrible game from the Panthers' offense, and it falls on Darnold's shoulders completely. He tricked the world in those first three games into thinking that he was a viable NFL quarterback. His career should be over. It's P.J. Walker time. I mean, it's why a, It's not? anyone but Sam Darnold, Toss I Toss P.J. Walker out there and see what happens. My God, you have the weapons to just throw a quarterback out there and try. Let's talk about a horrendous game. Zero touchdowns scored in this next one. The Jaguars beat the Bills 9-6. to Good old Urban Meyer. And I would just like to say, the Josh Allen from Kentucky 
was the better Josh Allen in this one. Holy name-agamis going on in this one. Josh Allen picks off Josh Allen. Josh Allen sacks Josh Allen. And Josh Allen fumble. tackles Josh, Josh Allen and recovers a fumble yep. from Josh Allen. Ridiculous. Yeah, man. Trevor Lawrence, uh, second rookie quarterback to defeat Buffalo in the McDermott era. Sam Darnold was the only other one. I mean, I don't, I don't really don't know what to say. Like the Bills should have won this game. There's it was no, a fluke. Yeah, there's no real reason the Bills should lose this game. Um, but I, I mean, Josh Allen tried to play hero ball late, threw a bad pick. But like I said, you know, when the Bills, when their game plan is to get the ball in like Cole Beasley's hands and not a guy like Diggs or even a fast guy like uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, I mean, the game plan was just weird. Dable kind of screwed over Josh Allen in a way by just giving him bad plays where he couldn't make a good read. And like you said, Josh Allen off the edge from Kentucky, Jaguar player, like just really good game, played really well. And mm-hmm. yeah, Jaguars played better. Jaguars didn't even have their best player. James Robinson didn't even play. He didn't. Carlos Hyde looked fine. Though. I mean, yeah, I guess Car- Carlos Hyde things three yards of pop. Three yards of pop. Yeah, is not great. great but, but I mean, against the Bills defense, I guess it's not horrible. Carlos Hyde is a very, he's a very like. He's league average mm-hmm. running back. But this is also back to back weeks where like the Bills offense hasn't looked great. You know what I mean? Like they gotta figure something out. Yeah, they really do. Tim, AFC North foe, the Baltimore Ravens come back in a game against the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings lose another one in OT, another one on a game winning field goal, blow another lead. I mean, Justin Tucker, it's just another day in, at work for him. Yeah, uh sorry, Mike Zimmer, but you're done. Yeah, got to get him out. He's he's a very good coach to get you in games, but his teams can't finish. They haven't been able to finish since he got there. Kirk Cousins can't finish a team off. Lamar Jackson had an absolutely incredible performance. One of those games where he had how many total yards is that? A lot. He was 386. Yeah, 386 total yards, leading rusher, leading passer. Early, he looked really bad in the first half, threw a couple bad picks, fumbled, but he ended up coming back and played incredible in that second half in overtime. He's the reason the Ravens won that game, and the AFC North is an absolute gauntlet. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolute gauntlet. I just want to know what that like game plan was in Minnesota because Dalvin Cook was involved early, played really well. Justin Jefferson involved early, played really well. Thiel never got going except for the one touchdown, I guess, you could salvage a day with. But I mean, what was like? What was the thought process? Because Dalvin looked really good in the first half, and then barely touches the ball in the second half. It's a Mike Zimmer football game, my yeah. friend. Just didn't make sense. Like the Ravens, I get it; they dominated possession, but you got to get the ball in your best player's hands. I mean, it looked like the Vikings had all the momentum. They literally returned the yeah. second half kickoff, opening kickoff to the house, went up two touchdowns, and then just collapsed from there. Didn't score a point other than yeah. that kickoff return. So, I mean, I don't know what to think of this. Krav, you were a guy who was really high on Justin Herbert earlier in the year. He had two bad games in a row, played pretty well against the Eagles. Yeah, talk about a get-right spot against the Eagles' defense, which is a weird – it was a weird thing for the Chargers. Like, they scored a lot of points, but, like, Eckler didn't play very well. Like, even Keenan Allen, I guess, played pretty decently. Mike Williams, Mike Williams well. certainly didn't get going. Like, leading rusher and receiver both came from the Eagles, yet the Chargers – Justin Herbert looked fantastic. He only had six incomplete passes, and – they were constantly making the Eagles come up to them, come up to them. Like, Chargers take the lead, you got to come back on me. Chargers take the lead again, you got to come back on me. If this Chargers team can have Herbert, Eckler, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams all humming at the same time, they're terrifying. But I, so far in the past couple of weeks, that has not been the case. I just feel like we don't talk enough about how competitive the Eagles make games. Like, the Chargers, like we said, they should have won this game, but the Eagles stay competitive in it the entire game, keep it close, mm-hmm. and make the Chargers make a field goal late to win it. Devontae Smith, pretty good game in this one, too. Yeah. Wes, we're big Aaron Rodgers fans on this podcast. I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan. Completely not politically, not political, because I think we are both four guys who really just do not enjoy politics a hate lot. Him. At, fucking right. hate him. Yeah, fucking fuck hate politics. Him. I don't care. Fuck so hate literally, him. has nothing to do with that. We just love Aaron Rodgers for his <laughs> demeanor. Right. I think he's a great player. Is he the most important player in the NFL? I think he is. To his team. I mean, golly, this Packers team was in shambles without him. I think he exemplifies the word MVP. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly. Chiefs win this one at home 13-7. to I mean, I guess you could say it was it. I don't even want to use the word get right for the Chiefs because they didn't get right. It was a tough win. Like, yeah. It was a game they had to win and they won it, but you threw up in your mouth watching that game because yeah. 
Mahomes didn't look, really look any better no. than Jordan Love out there. Jordan Love was the leading passer yeah, in the game. Yeah, Jordan Love looked like absolute trash. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like he's going to be ready next year to replace Rodgers when he's gone. Mahomes looked off. Luckily, Williams had a decent game on the ground. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey had a get-right game. I'll say he had a get-right game. But other than that, no one really played well. And I almost feel bad for Jordan Love, too, because all the thing was like, oh, yeah, this is his chance to prove he's a good player. And it's like, well, you have a bad game. Now no one wants to see your face. Like The organization basically is straight up saying this team will not win games without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he is the best player in the league, or at least the best player, most important player to his team. Because the Packers could not make a single pass. Everything was underthrown. And, I mean, it just looked bad. And like you said, Mahomes doesn't even look like himself out there. Like, I don't even know what to think of the Chiefs team. This they can first barely time, win. This is the first time Chiefs been uh, over 500 since week one when they went mm-hmm. 1-0. It's wild. I think it's about time Patrick Mahomes divorces his wife and disowns his brother. Then Should he might disown his brother a long time ago. I just don't know what it is. Like, what? What about Patrick Mahomes is different this year than it has been in past no, I years? Think it, I think it's just very simple. I, th- I don't think it has anything to do necessarily with him. I think... The Chiefs literally, quite literally, this year are worse than any other year, have no running game. Like last year, there was games where Clyde edwards Lair could get 100 yards on the ground. There was games the year before where Damian Williams would get going. They quite literally have not a single ounce of running game. Teams just run two high safeties because you take away Tyreek deep or across the middle, and then Travis Kelsey's been largely kept in check. So you're forcing Mahomes to throw to the Meikle Hardmans, the, Bi- the Byron Pringles. He doesn't want to do that. So he gets lackluster. He gets he doesn't have the patience to wait to throw to some of those guys. So he's he trying to force it. He's trying to force it to Kelsey and Hill and it's getting picked. All right, let's get moving a little bit. Cardinals. Now shout out James Conner. James Conner and Colt McCoy, two guys who are on that roster for under three million dollars combined, are the stars of this one. Cardinals go on the road in San Francisco, win thirty one to seventeen. I would probably say, back to your overreaction, Carb, this Cardinals team has got to be the best team in football in my eyes. Oh, I think they're second best to the Titans, in my opinion. Um, Just because I would say the Titans are just... Like, if... Like, Derrick Henry going down for the Titans is huge, but, like, Adrian Peterson can still do it. I'm not confident that Colt McCoy could have done this against, like, the Rams. The Rams, yeah, no, I don't think so either. Shanahan is a... Bad play call this year. I, and it could I, just be Garoppolo's not playing great, but Trey Lance I saw is not some on Garoppolo had 326 yeah, yards Yeah, this was arguably touchdowns. Garoppolo's not, best game this mm-hmm. year. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like they, They're not even competitive. Like well, It's not even a competitive game. I saw some on TikTok that I largely agree with. I think somebody said, I forget who it was. They said, Matt LaFleur is what we think Kyle Shanahan is. And wow, does that ring true in my head. Well, no, I'm worried about LaFleur without Rodgers, but we're going to get yeah. to that. Like I said, we got to keep moving. I was just happy George Kittle had a get-right game. Shout out, Greg. Yeah, Greg Kittle over 100 yards and a touchdown. He needed that. Crop, we've talked about this team a lot today, the Tennessee Titans. We've already recapped that game a little bit. They go on the road in SoFi Stadium, win 28-16, to and everyone was focusing on how Derrick Henry, that injury was going to kill that team. But, I mean, that defense stepped up. Oh. Five sacks, two picks, and a touchdown. Big it was time. Jeffrey Simmons had a game of his life. Uh, they had um, Matt Stafford looking like Carson Wentz a little bit back there. It was wild. And this is in a game where, like, this is in a game where the Rams' offense still largely played pretty well. Like, Robert Woods was getting open. Cooper Cup had, I think, 11 catches for 95 yards, continues his offensive player of the year season. They just couldn't get anything going on the ground, and that's where the Rams were struggling. This Titans defense was the absolute weakness of this team, and they just went up against maybe the best offense in the NFL and shut them down. You take away those two picks, though, and like the Rams, for the most part, have that game easily in hand. Like those two picks are both. I wouldn't, start say, the team. I wouldn't say in hand. It was a close game. Okay, well, and one you take runs those two for a pick six, and okay. the one sets them up on what a three yard line. Yeah, like that. Okay. You can't do that. Okay, yeah, you take those away though, and the halftime score is seven to three Titans. And then if you take them away from the final score, it's Rams sixteen fourteen. So like Ben said, it's still a close. Yeah, game. still yeah. close I agree. game. And I agree. what I'm most encouraged about by this Titans team, Ryan Tannehill has not had a good game yet of football. Like he's had okay games. Yeah. He has not had like a oh he that's a top ten quarterback game of football yet. Stafford was the big issue here. I mean, he mm-hmm. looked like he was in twenty thirteen in the Lions without Megatron. Like it looked like he was a absolute bum out there. He made some really bad decisions, and they the defense of the Rams played fine. Like you got to be able mm-hmm. to stop someone. Yeah, and Crab, you mentioned the ground game didn't get going. I don't know if it was the ground game didn't get going. Couldn't. I just I just don't think they could. <laughs> Daryl Henderson had. 
five five yards a pop. I'm, I'll take that any yeah. day of the week for my running back. I just don't think they could fit it into the game plan because they felt like they had to throw to get back into it. Like I said, you take this. West said the two interceptions. I mean, the Titans scored 21 points in the second quarter. So, I mean, Frable I think. out physical anything the Rams could throw at him. I would just say the Rams really just had one bad quarter of football. Um, I'm still, I still think that this is a top three team. Easily. I'm not worried about the Rams. I think Stafford. Get Vaughn um, Miller back, and I think the Rams are the best Not team back. Football. They just get Vaughn well, Miller. Get Finn Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Just get and, I, and I think we thought Vaughn Miller was going to play in this one, too. I'm not really sure why he didn't. but uh, Late hamstring injury yeah. during I think it practice. Was more, I think it was more of kind of like a cover, because I'm not sure if you knew the mm-hmm. defensive schemes as well yet. But Well, regardless. Yeah. We're filming this on Monday. Tim's got his Steelers rolling right now. We can't wait to recap that one for you guys on Thursday's episode. Um, like we said, big week coming up for Bench Press Media. Do Huge. we? Huge. Big week. What do you? Do we what? I was gonna say, and I thought Wes hadn't announced it yet. I forgot he announced <laughs> at the start of the episode. Oh yeah, he yeah, did. My bad. And also, who knows? Uh, we may be getting some followers popping off on Twitter. We're in a bit of a battle with the local yeah, news. Yeah, Bennett, we are. In a, we're, we know we are in a battle. Should with we the shout local out news. Joey Faulkner real quick? Well, let's shout let's out. clap him up. Yeah. Leading the country in receiving yards. I mean, hell yeah! Shout out. Yeah. And let's scaff. Griff Scaff, fourth in the country in passing yards. You know, I want to shout out somebody else too. Shout out Max Meyer. Standing I mean, up for the He pod. had our back. More specifically, he had your back. That's what, uh, that's what a bench press athlete is. That's what the bench press family is. For people who don't know, I sent out a little tweet basically saying, get my boys at Anderson some recognition because how the hell are we not talking about a kid who leads the country in receiving yards? And uh, Mike Dyer takes all of my stats, writes an article about it, and then says, with information from the Anderson football program, Motherfucker, I got a name. Talk about shoddy journalism. I got a name. That's not ethical. They don't teach me that in ethics journalism class up there. Fucking despicable. Channel 9 News in Cincinnati is doing you a disservice. Yeah, we we are in a... That was Channel 5. Channel 5 Yeah, we have... No, wait. Is Dyer 5 or... It said Channel 9 on the website. Oh, then he's 9. Oh, then he's 9. We officially officially are uh, anti... Mike Dyer. Anti-Mike Dyer podcast. He might be enemy number one around this table. Until he shouts us out. Enemy. <clears throat> yes. Oh, well, he's gonna have to do more than that. He's gonna have to come on the pod and publicly, publicly apologize. apologize to yeah. Me. <laughs> uh, until then, anti Mike Dyer podcast. Regardless, can the can the news station fine him? I, we for might on ethical journalism. I would like to see a fine. Brought we might down. get a lawsuit going. I don't know. That could be our big break. We might be able to afford merch if we sue them. <laughs> That would be huge. Regardless, Breach guys. Breach of, uh, of knowledge, yeah. This has been episode 18 of the Bench Press Podcast. We can't thank you enough for joining us, listening to our show. We appreciate you more than you could ever know. Get ready for a big week from us. Tim. Love you guys.